Welcome to Liz Collin Reports. On the podcast, back by popular demand, the home security system taking Instagram by storm. It's Karen the camera. She's captured it all, the good, the bad, the really bad, and the ugly. Again, we'll call Karen's owner, Amy, who lives along the Blue Line in South Minneapolis. We don't give out her exact location due to enough security concerns that they deal with, but the man in Karen's life will also join us here in just a bit. But first, Amy, welcome. Hey, thanks for taking time to check in with Karen. Absolutely. A lot has changed, but but sadly, I think a lot has stayed the same since we had you on over the summer, uh, just uh, about six, seven months back. But let's start with where we left off. And that was an invitation after our chat to Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry that you made publicly. Everyone's invited. Let's tell it everywhere. So have you seen him? And uh, did he make it over just yet? Karen hasn't spotted Jacob Fry yet, um, but the invitation still stands. Um, She would love to document any elected official who wants to travel on public transportation and stop by. And I hope these public officials have checked out your page by now. Explain what life has been like in in the last uh, six months. Uh, Things have stayed the same and things have changed um, at the exact same time. So Karen continues to experience yard creepers, theft, um, public urination, drug use. Um, But she's also had some firsts uh, since we last spoke. Um, Karen recorded a shooting, um, some passionate relations with some adults, um, a police chase, a hunt for a gun, and um, lots of fans who have started to swing past. Yeah, never a boring moment uh, for Karen, it seems. We do have to talk about the the shooting, I think, to to really get things going here, but you said a a first, hopefully a last. Take us back. This wasn't even that long ago. No, just a couple months back, um, Karen had um, a couple of police that she caught in the yard and they were just kind of checking things out and knocked on the door and asked if we had any video footage. And they were trying to determine if one gun or two guns were involved in the shooting. And uh, Karen's video and audio was able to determine it was just one gun. Um, so there wasn't a need to, to look for one that had been discarded. Wow. Very scary, however. You're up to more than 11,000 followers now on Instagram. I know, Amy, I, I think that more people are watching your cameras in the last year and a half than the local news in some cases. But does it seem like more people are seeking them out at this point? You do have a lot of really good dancers. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. Um, Karen does love a good dance video, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, th- I think her followers love them as well. Um, so she's captured lots of people who have walked past and waved, given thumbs up. Some have left a note. <laughs> Others kind of just uh, show off for the camera, which is great. It's a nice change from the other things that she records. Yeah, and back to those other things. Uh, Recently, some reporting reveals, you know, the Twin Cities light rail is considered the most dangerous in America. That was the headline from the Center of the American Experiment. And then also a report released not too long ago, just some stats by Metro Transit, narcotics, weapons recovery, up nearly 150% uh, just in a year. Um, Some scary stats, no no doubt. But I'm curious... You must not even be that surprised because Karen's kind of been telling the public about all of this all along. She's been recording the drug use, the increased crime, and and it's only seemed to increase with time. Uh, so I think what she's seeing is matching the stats that have been released. Okay, so let's bring in the man in Karen's life. He's had an up-close and personal view 
as well. Hello, sir. Thanks for being on with us. Thanks, Liz. I know you also uh, ride the train, uh, you know, brave, brave guy that, that you are. But what have, have you seen uh, when you do? Well, it's uh, aligns with what the stats would say. Um, actually, uh, Amy and I were downtown just this past weekend uh, for dinner, and we thought we would brave it by taking the train. Um, we actually Ubered downtown, but thought on the way home, we'll, we'll take the train. And on the train, uh, we got to experience uh, uh, a used hypodermic needle sitting in the seat next to us, uh, as well as a group of people that got on and were smoking narcotics. Um, luckily, they got off the next station. But, uh, you know, it's just the, every day that uh, what you experience on Metro Transit light rail. I know you you went viral for having a knife pulled on you in the past. Um, and I understand you, though, don't review much of much of the video. That's more Amy's uh Amy's realm, but but from your take, how would you kind of summarize the last uh, six seven months? I would echo what uh, Amy says. I personally have taken a little bit more hands off approach, and you know, no longer you know asking people to uh, do their business elsewhere uh, because of the the personal threats uh, to me and to my family. Um, but uh, yeah, we still continue to see an uptick and uh and the crime and the the riffraff that's occurring around our house well and speaking of personal attacks to your family it's even some halloween costumes uh taken taken from your front yard and dumpster diving also a a popular video that you guys posted it's just crazy yeah in the month of october i decided to clip all the video for um, yard creepers i guess or car door checkers it's not something i usually save every video of because it's so common Um, but I thought it would be fun to kind of tally things up and see um, exactly how often it's happening so in the month of October we had 18 different incidents of people checking car doors um, three garage door checks and then like you said we had two thefts um, of some Halloween decorations just in the 31 days of October wow okay so I hate to do it because it is kind of just overall gross to talk about, but we have to discuss this whole porta potty gate, I guess we can call it. But walk walk us through this, Amy, to set the scene. You had a porta potty, it was like twenty feet from your property, and then then just poof went away one day. Yep. So um, all of a sudden, Karen just kind of started recording um, pee and poop kind of off the charts. <laughs> so typically, we see maybe. And, and again, this isn't something you're trying to do. This is just <laughs> happening. Just all of a sudden, one day. Uh, it was just pee and pee and pee, and I couldn't I couldn't figure out what had changed. Um, so it was, you, we usually see you know maybe three pees a week. That just seems to be an acceptable level, I guess. Um, but all of a sudden, boom, we were experiencing like ten pees a day or a poo a week, and um, we quickly discovered that yeah, the, the porta potty at the transit station was gone. Hello, Metro Transit. How may I help you? Hi. This is Karen the camera. I'm calling to pee what happened to the porta potty? I got a situation. The fence by my house seems to pee a popular place to go potty. I'm sorry to hear that. Can you explain what seems to pee going on? Crapsolutely. People are pooping and peeing everywhere. The snow is yellow and the fence is covered in feces. I don't have a poo why you guys would get rid of the porta potty? is happening all the time. Dogs are starting to lick the feces fence. Can anyone explain what crap into the porta potty? You're in luck. 
I can't check with the powers that pee and get back to poo. Cody sent some emails and um, I made some videos and the emails turned into phone calls to Metro Transit and, and then they got copies of the videos. Um, but they took action quickly um, and a new part, new porta potty did arrive. And what kind of difference ha- has that made? Um, I'm happy to announce we have had zero poo incidences <laughs> since it arrived, and we're just kind of back to the typical uh, manageable pee level. This has to be the most bizarre conversation I've ever been a part of. That's <laughs> <laughs> All I want to say is God bless the person that has to clean that porta potty. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. God, God bless for sure. And also another. Uh, present from Metro Transit, I understand as well. The man in Karen's life must have been excited uh, to to see that back, right? Uh, Yeah, so completely caught off guard and surprised, um, but they brought over a a portable uh, camera tower, and uh, we're just going to enjoy that. We'll ring in the new year with some portable portable cameras for a while. And a a porta potty. It's a a beautiful thing. And you've added a a camera, I understand, as well. And I think, you know, you you guys give out, I think, a lot of really good security tips for for people, too, with recommending the sirens, the the strobe light. Um, So has that 12th camera uh, then also helped on your property? Yeah, so we um, we built a garage this summer, which was needed to obviously secure our belongings. Um, and with it came a new set of challenges and obstacles. Um, so we quickly learned we do need an additional alarm camera on the backside of the garage just to um, keep people from coming in the yard and hanging out back there. Um, and like I said, I, I absolutely love the active deterrent cameras. Um, we're seeing huge... Um, positive outcomes from them because like Cody said we get to cut down on our interaction with people who are in the yard and we just let the cameras do the work so the alarms go off uh, the the light strobe goes off and uh, so far they all kind of quickly pack up and head out it does seem that Metro Transit has been responsive to many of your concerns but do you feel like in many ways their their hands are tied yeah I would uh I would say that they are Again, they are being tasked with a an ask that is outside of their realm. They are they are there to provide mobility for people. They're not there to provide social services to people. So the, I'm getting the sense that their hands are are very tied. They are frustrated as well. Uh, and uh, I've had the opportunity to work fairly closely with them, and uh, they've been pretty receptive to. Um, to our needs uh, at our at our home there. I feel that, that they're being as good of a partner as they can for us, but their hands are tied. They are dealing with the BS of all this nonsense that's happening within our city of Minneapolis as well. So, Do you see light at the end of the tunnel, Cody? I don't know, actually. I, I, I'd say the light is at least a couple of years out. I don't see any light at the end of the tunnel within the next one to two years. I think it's going to continue to be uh, the same, if not getting worse, because uh, people haven't yet realized the insanity that's happening within the transit system. And I know you guys have been there for for nearly 10 years now, uh, dealing with much more than I think many of us ever could. You told me last summer that you felt like if you'd move, you're letting poor leadership win in a way. 
Uh, do you still feel that way today? We love our home. We love our neighborhood. We love our community. We have, you know, 200 plus people that walk by that use the light rail, use the transit station as regular commuters. And, you know, when the weather allows, we get to say hi to them and get to know them and talk with them. And um, what's going on just isn't fair for people who rely on, on metro transit, who rely on public transportation to get around. Um, and yeah, we could run off to the burbs. But that doesn't really fix anything. A lot of people always post on Instagram, you should just move. You know, that's not going to help the overall situation. Everyone should want to see Minneapolis succeed and improve. Um, even if they don't live here, even if they never intend on visiting here, you just don't know when a loved one will move to the Twin Cities, when you may need uh, medical care or other services that you can only get in Minneapolis. And so, like Cody said, part of it is showing people exactly how bad, how bad the situation's uh, really at so that you can kind of get their attention. And I think once you have people's attention, it's easier to move forward towards fixing the situation. Karen doesn't show a lot of drug use, um, but we are seeing a huge increase in that type of activity. So I, I know I did it in October with um, car door checks and yard creepers, but um, I'm going to document all of the uh, drug use and paraphernalia cleanup just so people can kind of see, um, you know, what an average week looks like. Important for everyone uh, to take a look. And, and we also appreciate your, your sense of humor when it comes to, to the lighter uh, side of things as well. Yep. Sometimes you just got to laugh at it. That's all you can do. I know a lot of the uh, comments we got when we first did our story was, well, why the hell don't you move? And I, my you know, my story was, hey, we really like the bike trails and the lakes and the community. Um, I neglected to say, I love our kids' school. I love our church that we go to. And that is a huge part of why we're sticking around. And if we were to move, we are looking for a specific type of location that's close to a, a church and our kids' school. Um, and, and that's... That's super important to us. Amy and the man in Karen's life, thank you so much for being my guests again on the podcast. We appreciate it very much. You're welcome. Thanks, Liz. Thanks again for reaching out and taking time to uh, check in with us. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Again, thank you for all you do. And that will do it for this episode of Liz Collin Reports. Remember to subscribe to Alpha News on YouTube to see our next video. Mm -hmm.